I V M. Here's your smart fact of the day. If someone asks you, "Are you a good strategist?" Well, LinkedIn has the answer for you. Apparently, a good strategist has the ability to interpret a set of data and formulate human truths, which is insights. It's these human truths or insights that drive conceptual development for the other work, the creatives. So, good strategists are critical thinkers and writers, which enables them to find patterns in most scenarios. At top quartile organizations you know the cream of the cream 57% of respondents said that their senior tech leaders are very involved in strategic planning so if i if i look at you know technology you're not actually expecting them to go beyond technology but no the senior tech leaders are very involved in strategic planning versus 17% only in the bottom quartile so now you know why those top quartile organizations are the way they are every top leader is not just functional but it's also a strategist contributing through the entire organization hey there welcome to smarter with said this episode we are trying to figure out whether all of us can become better strategists than what we um are is there something called a better strategist is there something called a born strat- strategist is there strategy in our bones let's find out in this smarter with said episode so let's first Uh, understand that there are some born strategists people who have that ability to look at data and very intuitively instinctively just understand the pattern behind that data and kind of present it to people around them and get them to see a direction that they perhaps have not been able to see but what about the rest of the janta huh what about the rest of the janta are we not going to ever be good strategists well i personally think that the people who are born strategists always will have that edge if they keep practicing their ability to be strategic but the rest of us certainly can have a particular way to get you know in in quotes in towards becoming a good strategist how the hell do you do that let's kind of figure out uh, after taking a couple of steps back if i look at the normal average sort of joe who wants to be a little more strategic in the way in which they approach their work or their life or let's focus on work for a minute what is it that can make them more strategic and this is where i feel that you need to figure out what your strategic strength potential strategic strength can be and i have understood that there can be three potential ways towards actually contributing to strategy So first of all let's take the pressure of trying to be a strategist and sounds very high five but how about actually saying hey i am contributing to the overall strategy of the organization or the place that i belong to and this is how i am contributing so then when you kind of look at the uh, question being reframed in this way you soon realize okay there are three potential ways in which i can contribute to strategy one is maybe i can i am an ideas person two is i am a people person and three if i am a process kind of person so let's look at the ideas person first right so if i look at the ideas person i am able to see uh data and i am able to create ideas around data 
Now, the only way to do that strategically is by being able to not just be married to our own idea and creativity and define ourselves as a creative person, but actually look at patterns and trends and kind of convert that strength that we have about the fact that we can come up with a lot of ideas and kind of marry them to the trends and patterns and be able to read that data in a way that can help us create the stories in a slightly better way. So if you're a kind of per, uh, idea sort of person, the best way to become a good strategist or the best way to contribute to strategy is to ensure that your ideas are always wedded into that whole uh, patterns that you can actually explore because of the data that you observe. Most ideas people, if they take this slightly lateral step towards, you know, presenting their thoughts and feelings, uh, could be contributing at the strategic level. Now, if I look at the second camp, which is the, the people camp, if I look at the people camp, then how you're contributing to strategy is by recognizing the inherent strengths, inherent strategic strengths of people and teams around you. Yes, that's a thing. So if I look at the way in which uh, a true great leader can be, you know, uh, the people used to call Jack Welch a great leader. I'm not sure that he was great across all business scenarios, but he was a great you know, uh, igniter of teams. And I've seen, I've been lucky enough to see people who could ignite the very best of their teams because they are able to extricate the best strategic value from their teams for developing a consensus and a direction for their organization to go towards. Now, that's a very different way of building strategy. It is a strategy that has immediate buy-in at least. Uh, that is an advantage. The disadvantage is obviously it is not a brilliant vision of one person, etc., which can come from the ideas camp. But trust me, the people-driven camp is also very useful because it kind of helps a lot of organizations move their strategic thinking ahead. You need somebody who has the ability to understand what strategic skills can other people bring to the process? So that's the second camp. The third camp is the process-oriented person. So if you're somebody who likes to follow a process or follow a system, how about actually identifying a process that can help you to become more strategic? For example, if you look at the, you know, the, the whole design thinking process, it allows you to have a framework that gets people to contribute, including yourself, ideas to the table or strategy to the table that may not necessarily get done if you were not using a framework. So if you are a uh, process-driven person, maybe you can identify a process that can be used for strategy for your organization, um, communicate that process really well, Make sure that that process is followed and make sure that you get the documentation in after the process is done. Well, that is exactly the strength that a process person has. And that is actually the third camp for building a strategy. So whichever camp you may fall in, whether you are an ideas person or a people's person or a, you know, a process person, you have an in to get into the strategy uh, of your organization at whatever level that you may be working in, you will be recognized for the value that you're bringing in 
towards the strategic goals, initiatives, and objectives that your company has. Um, don't no need to call yourself a strategist. What you can actually do is to identify and then execute. What do you feel? So don't despair when people say, "Oh, this person's more strategic intuitively and all of that." You always have an in. Identify the strength that you're born with. Identify your interest area and work from there. And see how you can contribute to the strategic process rather than calling yourself a strategist. It really doesn't matter because that is only about brownie points and you know ego boosting. But actually, if you really want to make a difference. you know contribute to strategy in your own specific way after all strategy is just a cool term but contributing to that direction is what will make you stand out and make you seem smarter and that is what we are trying to do over here with this specific podcast of mine we'll all become 1% smarter every single time that we interact i hope you like this particular episode and uh, hey follow me on Instagram or on LinkedIn where I'm the traveling professor I make fun stuff over there on Insta and on LinkedIn I make some uh, good notes to accompany every single podcast of mine and if you like podcasts like these well just go hop over to IVM's offerings and they've got some seriously good stuff for you on that happy note then on that happy note see you next week